Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. One, treating the agency like a vendor instead of a partner. Strong relationships make the work so much better. We are not order takers. Number two, limiting the agency's exposure too much. Handcuffing us from the start will never get us to where we need to be. Three, heavy handedness in the work product. You hired us for a reason. Please let us do our job too. And finally, providing feedback that is not helpful. Clear, actionable feedback with the ability to have an ongoing dialogue to get it right is what works. And in our next segment, In the Trenches, we're going to give real-world examples specific to industries and situations, but with broad application for anyone listening to digest and put into action. Number one, what are the circumstances by which you have fired a client? If you remember, I am answering Anne's what are the circumstances by which you fired an agency? So should feel similar structurally. First of all, this is a really, really hard thing for an agency to do. We talked about agencies being a little on their heels, feeling a little like a vendor, being the secondary citizen in the conversation. Given that clients feel like they have the upper hand in a lot of ways, that mentality in the industry always gives agencies pause before they ever even consider uttering the words that they might want to fire this client. But when it does happen, it's usually a combination of the following. So the first thing, a continued moving target on the work. For any of the reasons we discussed in the four points, when it feels like we're never actually going to hit it, and we're just swirling, and we're using a bunch of resources, and now we're throwing things at the wall, and we're never getting any positive affirmation. That's what I'm talking about here. Mm -hmm. The inability to create a true relationship, which usually ends up in some sort of disrespect in some ways between the teams on either side, or he said, she said, or all of that kind of stuff. So I really believe relationships are imperative to the previous point about if you like each other and respect each other as people outside of the work you're doing, it just goes so much more smoothly. Erosion of the team or agency culture, being too much of a distraction from the rest of the work and the other clients. This is something that if you are listening and you are on the agency side and you see this happening, you need to blow the whistle sooner rather than later because it's going to have really detrimental effects in other areas, not just with this one client. Too much senior level involvement as dictated by the client and not as a reflection of the agency's lack of ability to put people in the right places and manage their teams and whatever, but where it really becomes the opposite of the agency wanting the highest people in the room. It's the client wanting the highest people in the room and only wanting to hear from them. That's not how agencies are built. Right. We have all different levels of creatives and strategists and account folks, and every single conversation does not mean that you have to have a senior level person in there. So just Back off. And when we're doing a good job, let us do our job absent a level. And finally, not worth our time, like literally meaning not worth the time. Like we're not getting paid enough for what the engagement requires. We're so far out of scope. It's ridiculous. We feel like we've, like I said, done everything we can possibly do. And we're just burning through hours and dollars and we're not getting to any sort of solution. So it's not usually any of those one things, but it's usually a culmination. And I think 
it like I said, it's really hard, but the ability to call it when you need to is hugely important here. And I think that if clients by having access to this list, it can help change the lens, right, to at least have a little bit of an insider scoop to what it feels like on our side and what the pitfalls for you are when you're trying to have a good relationship with an agency. Yeah, I I think this is a very, very good list. Um, Now, being in the P&G side, I don't think we've ever had an agency fire a P&G client. I mean, it would would be career eliminating, ending. Ridiculous, right? (laughs) But I have had people try to fire me as a client late before, right? Mm -hmm. And I've had agency try to do that. And it really came down to a dynamics issue. Mm -hmm. It was really a dynamics issue. And, And it goes back to everything that you were saying before, April, about the human nature of what we're doing here and how important it is you know, to recognize that and to develop those relationships on a human level. That doesn't mean you have to like each other, that you have to no. be friends, but there has to be a level of respect that's actually outlined by the structure, like you talked about, and how important it is to set up the structure. The a level of trust that then is established in, as a result of working within the team, like those are such important dynamics in order to make sure that each side has an opportunity to be a part of the process in a way that's going to be conducive to 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 delivering good work. That the probably ninety nine percent of the time I saw that happen on my side, it was because of a dynamic issue. Yeah, and. That all being the case, too, a lot of times the dynamic issue came from either the agent, like the client not feeling the agency was doing good work or the agency feeling like the client wasn't being a good partner. Yep. So the two things that we've outlined have been or the two sides of the of the tracks that we brought this this topic on have been the key reasons why there is contention at that point. So totally. Yep. All fair. All right. Number two, we feel like we've done a good job against what you suggest as a client, but the agency just isn't getting it. What now? So I'm going to throw you guys a bone here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if you've seriously done everything we outlined here well, I honestly have to say they're probably not the right fit for you. I mean, Anne just preempted this with the dynamic thing, right? We talked in Anne's episode, though, and I was honest about this, too, regarding the agency spin of saying we can do it all. And not actually having certain skills in the wheelhouse or the right people in place, all of those things. But if you're not ready to let them go, here are some options. Calling a timeout and getting the right people on both teams in the room to discuss very transparently what is going wrong. Again, communication, relationships. We've talked about this. Not being afraid to say, hang on a minute. We need to just put the brakes on and reset and you know, put it all out on the table. The second one is asking for a change out of the team. Now, no, this will likely require more work on your end for a period of time to get the newbies up to speed, but it might be just what you need to reinvigorate the work or get the right skill sets or just put some new blood into things if that team has been working with you and for you for a very long time. 30 to 60 day action plan of next steps. So, There has to be repercussions if you're going to give this a try. So outline really clearly what's gone wrong and what the expectations are for progress you need to see to continue the relationship. So accountability and agreement on both sides. And then finally, asking what you can do to improve on your end. Even if you feel like you've done all you can do, 
you might get a perspective that you hadn't thought of that can lead to a solution. This is the mutual respect we talked about. You can, of course, feel free to take it or leave it. But being human in this interaction where you are delivering some tough feedback should be much appreciated by your agency partner. But finally, like I said, if you get in a situation where you need to let him go and that is really the right decision, do it quickly and with as much grace as possible. As with any firing, we've talked about letting people go in all capacities on this show. If you have feedback that you think will be helpful, give it. Refrain from subjective feedback that won't be actionable before them. It will be up to them whether they ultimately want to change, but at least it should give you peace of mind that you helped out where you could to make things better for them, hopefully moving forward. Yeah, and I've unfortunately I've had to do all of these things. Um, and sometimes, though, too, is that just like in any relationship, the relationship kind of runs its course in some cases too. Mm-hmm. And there's not anything right or wrong or like that happened that kind of blew things up. And I think it was kind of customary, even for again, right or wrong, that you know when I was at PNG, that agency is usually. Uh, cycled maybe about every four to five years. Yep. Um, and I don't know why exactly that's the case. And obviously some lasted longer than others, but I think it has something to do with the fact that one, agency would tend to get a little bit complacent. Um, or if you flipped it over on the other side, they felt like it was, they were kept getting um, kind of shot down yep. on anything that they had ever tried to do that was new. So they just became complacent in order because yep. it was safer, right? Or beat down. <laughs> yeah, beat down. Um, or, you know, there was so much baggage associated with the dynamics, again, that you can never, like, get past it. Recover, yeah. Yeah, and it was just never, like, and I'm sorry, was just never enough anymore. It was mm-hmm. just, like, there was just too much, too much baggage there. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, sometimes these relationships follow very similar kind of progressions as any other relationship that we have. So sometimes it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say if I was going to give advice to any agency who wants to maintain uh, a a partner in a client for a long period of time, which sometimes agencies don't, sometimes they want to be done and move on to somebody new too. I mean, Um, some are project based for that very reason. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Is my advice would be to continue to bring new thinking um, whether that it's within your current team, whether that is within like new people that you bring on board, just give them exposure to new thinking that just kind of tends to kind of spark things. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go like do work against that thinking mm-hmm. or but it is like continues to refresh the conversation, continues to refresh the, the 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 platform for which you're thinking about the brand or the business. And it just helps to keep people a little bit um, more just in the the business, in the brand, as opposed to sometimes when these things kind of start running the courses, people start checking out. Yeah. Well, and I think it's no secret either that there's ton- turnover on both sides, right? So yep. when you think about the relationships and the duration of them, I think that plays a lot into where there's limited years or, or whatever. It's like, well, you know, I remember one instance where we had a great relationship on a brand and we were doing absolutely nothing wrong. It was just that a new client came in and took over and brought her team. Yeah, when is somebody new? And so I think that there's all different reasons, but I do think that there's volatility on both sides as a result. And so you have to be understanding and expecting that change is going to happen. And sometimes it's nobody's fault, really. Right. It's just a situation. Yeah. 
All right. This is a good one. Now that you work for yourself as an agency, what have you done to be better for your clients? (laughs) (laughs) Turn the tables. Um, Well, first of all, we have super open and honest communication. And that's been a thread throughout this entire episode because my belief is that there wasn't transparency, if I'm being really honest, on both sides a lot of times. And it became an us versus them very quickly. So we don't do that. We're forthright people for a reason. We literally live by our name with each other, with our clients, with everybody. We tell you we're going to tell it like it is, and then we do that. And we expect the same from our clients, respectfully, of course, but that is the foundation of who we are. We don't want to work for jerks and put that strain on the system and distract us. Personally, I was in too many situations where we hung on to clients for way too long, and in some cases, it ended the agency, quite frankly. In some cases, it eroded it to an unrecognizable state, and it was just something that could have been prevented. It's so hard to come back from this. You have to have the guts to cut the ties when you need to, and Ann and I are not afraid to walk away at any point. Yep. We require relationships. It's not that we ask for it. We just won't participate or put ourselves in a position to be a vendor because we know we provide so much more value than that. So if the client can't get on board with that and wants the transactional work, we will say that is not who we are. We always, always, always put the client lens on our business, though. So we are regularly asking, and this is part of the reason that our duo works so well, because Anne can play this role regularly, is what would be best for our clients in this situation? And then we make decisions and optimizations of our business, not to our detriment, of course, but mutually beneficially for us and our clients. We are honest about what we do and how we do it. I will never, ever again say, yeah, we do that, and then kill myself trying to figure out how to do that. I think I've probably lost years of my life to that, and I will never do that again. So those are mine. Well, what about when you said we don't do that? And I'm like, uh, I do (laughs) that. Fine, (laughs) That was very, very early on when April said, we don't do PR. And I'm like, "Um, I do PR. (laughs) I have PR for 10 years. Yeah, I got a phone call after that of like, do you not want to do PR? I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, "Uh, that is part of communications. I'm like, right. (laughs) And I had to readily apologize for still operating as a one woman show. So I did do that. I did say, sorry, you just got to kick me next time. Yeah, I mean, those those were funny. Those were funny learning, you know, circumstances as we kind of built things. So I just recall that one. I'll never forget that one ever. (laughs) Um, So I think another point that I would add here is um, very tactically speaking, is we've changed our whole structure, too. Oh, absolutely. Very non-agency like. Right. Yeah. What I a big selling point for April and I is that it's just April and I. And Mm -hmm. I say just in air quotes, um, but the soul of forthright people is the two of us. But we have fantastic, fantastic people that we bring in to support the work. Mm hmm. That we can bring in and out depending on what the client needs. Mm-hmm. So they're not sitting on our bench where we have to pay overhead for them. And so to speak, if we don't like them, although we love everybody, so I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way that works for us because we love everybody we work with. We can say, oh, that worked for that project or that yeah. was OK for that project. And then we kind of move them on. Right. Yeah. So it does give us that flexibility. And so that's another one that I'd say is when you're. A, a typical agency structure is one where you have to have everybody on the bench, um, which provides a ton of overhead for your clients, mm-hmm. depending on which clients that you're going to plan to service, which we want to service small, medium sized businesses that wasn't going to to work for us. Mm-hmm. So 
now, I mean, if, if you guys want to go out and do that structure, go do that structure. That's, that's totally fine by us. But I, I think it's also kind of flipping a little bit on its on its head, right? And and not kind of taking the typical agency ways of doing things and thinking that that's the only way of doing things. Yeah. Well, and I also think to build on that point, I feel like the really important thing about that, too, is that clients are becoming more savvy to that structure and approach as well. And so I think if you haven't been rethinking it, I would recommend you do it from my time in the agency because I see the world changing drastically. But the other thing is that you don't have to do one or the other. And I think there are smarter agencies in this area that are tapping people that have the expertise that don't work for them and doing a bit of a hybrid approach. And I think that that's really smart, too, because you bring in fresh thinking, but you have the legacy of what works. There's processes in place and you have more flexibility than when you have people just sitting around in any position instead of bringing them on when you can actually use them. Yeah. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.